Welcome back to Clone Dance Party. We're doing Season 2, Episode 8, Variable and Full of Perturbation. Allison has more in common with Donnie than she thought. Sarah strikes a deal. Cosima keeps a promise. Rachel has a composed freakout. And Tony finds a Fifi. I'm Liz. I'm Janice. I'm Lynette. And I'm Katrin. Hi, Katrin. Welcome back. Hey, Katrin. Hey. And thank you for being able to come back so soon. (laughs) Really, really appreciate it. Uh, For those of you uh, out there in the Clone Dance Party universe who aren't on our Facebook, we did this episode yesterday, and it was glorious, and it didn't record. (laughs) So this this is a double take. So if we miss something, it's because we feel like we've already talked about it. So uh, please bear with us if you think we missed something. Uh, We all have our notes, so hopefully we'll be able to cover everything again. But uh, yeah, if this sounds a little choppy, it's because we're, it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is the episode where we meet a new clone. We meet Tony, the transgendered clone. What what did everybody think of him? Uh, uh, Katrin, as our guest, what do you think? Uh, well, I, I really love Tony. I think, first of all, he's a very important um, addition to the show in terms of representation. And I also just kind find him kind of delightful as a character. I think he's adorable and funny and just really entertaining. And I was glad to see him on the show. Yeah, I agree. I think... Uh... Tony's representation is really important um, to have a transgendered character, especially one who's so important to the show as he is one of the clones and also to have to show a uh, trans male, which uh, we don't see a lot of on television. Not that we see a lot of any other kind of trans on television either, uh, but trans women are becoming a little bit more known on television. Um, whereas we don't have any trans men yet. So I think it's really awesome that we got to see that uh, that represented on a great TV show. I, I had, I was thinking about this and I had a, I had a problem with Tony. I think the problem is that he's so much like Sarah um, that I, that just, I think, the dynamic, I, you know, the other clones are so different from Sarah. And even Helena, who's her twin, you know, they made her blonde. And then you have Tony who comes in. And it just, it doesn't seem like a different enough character. And at one point at the beginning, um, at the very beginning of the episode, she, Tatiana Maslany actually makes a mistake. She says kind of, yeah, the way Sarah would say it with her British accent. Um, I do. I think I know what you were talking about. And uh, yeah, there was a couple of times where Tony, Tony's, uh, Tony's voice kind of slid into Sarah's because uh, when Tatiana speaks as Sarah, she does use a lower tone. And I think that speaking in the lower tone that she does with Tony, she just got a little lost. And normally with a lower tone, she goes into kind of a Cockney accent. Right. So yeah. I did rem- I, I I did catch that. Yeah. I think actually a lot of Tony's voice was actually done in post. Like they made it a lot deeper um oh, with did computers they? Oh, okay. after the fact. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think this is probably her most difficult uh 
rendition of the clones and you know i think she did a really good job and katrin miss mentioned on the last episode last time we were talking um about like being right on the edge of of their seat you know making you know wanting to make wanting to make sure that it was really good representation and i I really feel like they did an awesome job. It was very teachable moments throughout for everyone. So, yeah, I give them kudos. Yay. Yeah, I really love the uh, teachable moment with uh, Felix and Art. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. Um, Art, she, he, she, he, she, she, and Felix, he, it's a he, he's a he, mm-hmm. he. And it was very just, he is the proper term, and that was fine. That was it. Art didn't argue. There was no, but she was born or if she's a quote, there was none of that was just he, he got it. Okay. He. Holy Tilda Swinton. Where in the hell did he come from? I kept that cell phone active hoping it might ring someday. Can you clarify what's going on here? That would be a single chromosome. So I got it right. She's a trans clone. He's trans. He's, yeah, just another variation in my sister's skin. And that's, I think that's very important that they included that because that is part of the of the experience and it is part of what the mainstream public really needs to work on. So it's like they're really, they're really doing this with a lot of sensitivity and accuracy and insight. And uh, I love that. Yay. Yeah, I thought that was really good. And I liked, uh, even though art is gruff, and doesn't completely understand what's going on. He didn't argue. He just he. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 pronouns are something that uh, I catch myself with a lot now. And um, using proper pronouns for people, I've caught myself when I'm really tired. I catch myself slipping a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I understand the struggle, but I I think it's important that they showed art being completely accepting mm-hmm, exactly. when Felix and Felix didn't explain anything other than just it's he. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Very important. So how did everybody feel about Tony's flirtations with Fifi? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I, for one, I really enjoy, I really enjoyed it. Um, as I have become, as the internet will call it, a, a fan of felony since this episode originally aired. And I just, I think it's a really interesting and kind of cool dynamic. And I thought it was fun to watch and I enjoyed it. By the way, felony, new favorite ship name. That's pretty neat, isn't it's, it? It's pretty great and it's kind of perfect for them. So yeah, no, it's, it's my new favorite. I really, really like it. Yes, yeah, so that was yeah. like the one of two ship names the Orphan Black fandom does a good job on. The rest of them are not great. No, what's the other good one? Well, Kofine isn't bad. And then the rest of them are just like weird combinations of things. Like for Sarah, you just pretty much put punk on anything. And for Allison, you put soccer on something. For Beth, you put cop on something. Mm-hmm. That's lame. They're, yeah. they're not super original. Yeah, that's lame. I really like felony, I like and felony. I also, I also kind of like the the pairing, um, partially because it is weird, but it also gives us the chance to see Tatiana, um, and Felix's real name that just flew out of my head, 
Jordan. Uh, Jordan. Jordan. Thank you. You get to see Tatiana and Jordan in a way that we don't ever get to see them. Mm-hmm. So we get to see him be the brother with Sarah and the best friend with Allison and the kind of almost frenemy type with Kasima and the I hate you <laughs> with Helena, <laughs> the reluctant sibling with Helena. And so to be able to see those two have a different kind of intimacy, um, I think is really interesting. Uh, and even though the first time I watched it, I was kind of weirded out because how uh, alike Tony and Sarah are, but it also kind of made a weird sense. And so I, I enjoy it, even though it's weird. Oh, for me, that made me uncomfortable at the beginning because I'm not going to go into spoilers, but it was Visions of Dexter. But, you know, yeah. as yeah, <laughs> as, as Chen has pointed out, um, that situation was different than this situation is that was longstanding and this they just met. But it still was kind of like, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> siblings, <laughs> but not really siblings, you know, because they're not even, you know, physically related to each other, uh, Sarah and, and Fee. Right. Oh, Fifi's a baby. I love Fifi. Uh-huh. I just, I just want to snuggle him Dr- drunkenly. I think that to get really good Fifi snuggles, there would have to be like some heavy drinking. Heavy drinking. Yeah. I wanted to do my makeup. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or teach me how to do my makeup because yeah, his eyeliner. <sighs> it's it's perfection, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, I'm not that good with eye- my eyeliner game is weak. <laughs> Although I can tightline like nobody's business. Not me. I can tightline, but I can't do anything else. If I go uh-huh. above my eyelashes, it looks like I'm a kindergartner who's just learning how to use. Yeah, crayons. I know. And I used to be really, I used to be really good at it when I could see, but now I'm kind of just, <laughs> I know I'm trying to just guessing where where it's going, <laughs> and it's like I take, a, I put my glasses and I go, oh, that looks interesting, and I break out the, you know, the eyeshadow to try to cover it up. <laughs> yeah, so interesting, old lady eye. <laughs> <laughs> can i just say again that this was an awesome episode i was just it was it, yes it, it was it was an awesome episode i forgot that we didn't ask you to do that because you did it last night <laughs> it was good in every way except for the end yes it, it is a really good episode it is one of my favorite episodes because uh and i keep thinking of all the stuff that ha- like since I've seen everything, I know what happens in the next two episodes. And I've been waiting for most of it to happen since episode five. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there is not enough time for all of this to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like the last two episodes, an entire season of a show went by. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Like, so much has happened. And then um, I remember when we first started, a couple of our guest uh, guest hosts and uh, some of the feedback was like, these episodes are really slow. And then rewatching it with my husband, I'm like, God, the first three episodes are so slow. <laughs> they, were, they, they were just like so much up, happens. Yeah, set up, set up, set up. But it was like, this is getting boring. <laughs> but now I'm just like, oh, God, this is so slow compared to the rest of the show. And my husband's like, this, this is slow. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, so finally getting my husband to watch the show I do a podcast about. I'm very excited. And I think I convinced like three people at work. I got my English teacher to watch it. It took me nice. 
several months, like, um, from probably, like, the third week of school until she finally watched in, like, February, I would just keep telling her to watch. And when she finally did, she loved it. And I'm like, I, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you should just listen to me. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, is there anything else about Tony that we want to cover? I just want to give the uh, the writers real kudos. Uh, besides doing their research and being really aware um and I, I mentioned this yesterday, you can tell there's experience there. There's stuff in there that you wouldn't know unless you either were trans or involved with the trans community. And, and I just, and they didn't hide it. They really put it there. And uh, it's, I think it's going to help a lot of people. So I'm really proud of them. Yeah. Like all things that they do on the show, it was a really good uh, realistic representation with, um, with the nitty gritty, the stuff that may not have been comfortable or pretty or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. they put it all out there, and I and I really appreciate that. Even even the his mm-hmm. his his uh his bulge his bulge and the, his doing his weeklies weekly injections, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the facial hair. Mm-hmm. I remember last night, Katrin, you mentioned that uh, it was a really true to life growth pattern. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, the blog geek dawson on tumblr made a really good post about that um just about like how it looks very realistic and Mm -hmm. that's good yeah that is really good good. all right uh yeah so sarah in this episode um she decides whether or not to make the deal for duncan after delphine learns that leaky has had a heart attack <laughs> on one of our private jets. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Sarah and Mrs. S battle to see, to decide whether or not Duncan gets to go back. Um, and it's Duncan versus Kira. If Duncan goes, Kira gets to stay out of it. Or so we're told. But... You can never really trust Dyad. This is true. So Sarah, Sarah actually wasn't our major player in this episode. Mm-mm. She was the facilitator. Yeah, I think this episode was um, fairly Felix-centric for a lot of it, which was interesting. You don't get that a whole lot. And then also... There was lots of Cosima. Which is always such. good. Yes, always. I uh, I love having extra Cosima. She is she is fantastic and should always be around. <laughs> mm, I love Cosima. How do you not love Cosima and her her queendom of the geek? Her poning the geek boys in their game, calling them out, oh, God. And running the board. It was wonderful. It was just, God, it was beautiful. And I really, yeah, really I, loved the... Oh, go ahead. That Okay, that scene with her playing the game with Scott and his friends, and then the subsequent scene with her and Delphine, and the other scene with her and Delphine where they're getting high, 
Uh, I actually found, I went through a very specific process where I looked through a bunch of apps and downloaded one on my iPad so that I could loop those scenes. And I watched them for like a week straight this summer just because I thought they were so cute. (laughs) They're, they're really good scenes. And I just, when they like, when she goes over and schools the boys on how to play the game and on the rules and they just Mm -hmm. have this awe-inspired look of she is the one. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, do you want to play? <laughs> and her just reaction of, I don't know if you can handle that. I don't know if you're ready for that. <laughs> like, that was just, oh, God, that was and beautiful. She just, she just looks so happy. Like, when they're all playing, like, she gets that, like, really happy, playful side of Kasuma yes. that, like, we don't get to see as much because she's so worried and stuff this season it's and she's just like she's nice just like slamming the cards down and like mm-hmm. oh i'm owning you and i'm owning you and i'm taking all your shit and i'm a purple dragon is gonna be awesome oh it's just it great was, uh, no it really it really is it's uh it's one of my favorite scenes in this episode i think uh tatiana has said in um interviews and stuff that that like game dialogue was one of the hardest things to learn, like harder than the science stuff she has to memorize. Like <laughs> that was really hard for her. Boom, boom, don't even think about it. Teleport card. So all your routed units are dead. I've got the city and dragon room. And pillage! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I bet because game rules are really crazy, and I like that they didn't completely show the game, mm-hmm. so that if they were wrong, the game, the game nerds couldn't like, <laughs> couldn't like, no, you did that wrong. And in actuality, it should have been. <laughs> uh, but I think the the show writers would have really appreciated that if that had happened to them. <laughs> Probably, but they'd have been like, oh, we did miss that. Thanks. Now we have to bring that game back. Just to be teaching, just be teaching Kira how to play. Oh God! Now that needs to happen, right? Because if Kira can understand the island of Doctor Moreau and the cipher within, mm-hmm. she can understand that game. Yeah, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm confident Kira could understand pretty much anything. That child is like impressive. I'm just gonna say it. She's magical. <laughs> um, while I love Sarah, um, it was nice that this wasn't a Sarah-centric episode because we got to see more of the other clones. Yeah, Although I, I, I did miss Helena. Yes, me too. I, I kind of forget like that Helena isn't in this episode. Like when I went back to watch it for the podcast, I'm like, oh. There's no Helena, and I always forget that. Yeah. Because I always remember really liking this episode, and then I rewatch it, and I get sad that there's no Helena. I still really like the episode, but right. I miss Helena. Janice, are you sad there's no Helena? No. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I, I mean, Tony takes her place as the clone that I don't like, so. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just have to have a clone I don't like, so that place was taken. What? That can't be Rachel. Um, you know that's interesting. Why? Why? I don't dislike 
Rachel as much as Tony, which is hmm. interesting. I don't know. I don't, I don't have an explanation for that, but it's a good point. Why not? I mean, I think she's the one you're kind of supposed to dislike. So Right, yeah. Uh, but I do understand what you were saying earlier, Janice, about uh, Tony being so much like Sarah. Sarah's a lot to like in and of herself. Uh, she is kind of a hard character to like. Um, so having two Sarahs, I could see where that would be overwhelming if Sarah's not uh, your favorite clone. But it's mm-hmm. also the fact that, you know, of the of the four of them, Sarah's kind of the most masculine. I mean, she has a more, she kind of has, a, I think, a masculine walk. It's very. she Yeah, she very much does. And so that's, I think, and, and like we talked earlier about the lower voice. So that's kind of my objection, that it's just someone too similar to Sarah. It's like put it, pulling in the same kind of person. And, and, and someone who has trouble with the law. Um, I think I would have preferred, you know, a Tony with a different MO kind of thing. Okay. I get what you're saying, but, uh, it, it would make sense that two clones who were orphaned or disowned or didn't have their parents would react in a very similar way. And so it does make sense that Tony and Sarah are really similar in that regard because there would have to be some similarities. I mean, we've we've pointed out the similarities between each clone and similarities that all of the clones share because they have the same DNA. So they would have to have similarities in something other than just being identical. Right. Um, but it makes sense that at least two of them would have a similar personality. You know, we don't really know what Katya was like or Danielle or uh, Beth or any of the other uh, European clones. So there could be more Sarah's or more Allison's or more Cosima's. Okay. Uh, but we only get to see the, the, the handful that we have. So, um, I mean, scientifically, it just makes sense that two of them would be similar. Like, like gender that. nonconforming because Sarah is really kind of gender nonconforming. Uh, I mean, not not as much as Felix. Right. But I could see where you're going. But all of her punk stuff is the more feminine version. It's the more cut jacket. Mm -hmm. It's the short shorts with the fishnets and the thigh high boots. It's the, you know, class shirt that's strategically cut here and there. Yeah, Um, I I think I was more not referring to expression, but into how her thought process Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I I, I had an epiphany, because you mentioned, um, now this is back on Fee and Tony, uh, you mentioned that that a lot of people think that we uh, marry people that remind remind us of our parents, but in actuality, they remind us of our siblings. Right, I I mentioned that last night. And I, I had this epiphany that is, that's really true for me, because... The people I'm attracted to look nothing like my parents, but they do look like my two older siblings. <laughs> yeah, my my husband is like my uh, very similar to my best friend who I refer to as my sister, Jenny. Mm-hmm. They are very similar. And I am actually fairly similar to my brother-in-law, Nick. In fact, Nick and I talk all the time about how if we had met before I met my husband, um, I would have been Nick's best wingman. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, um, it's, it's, there's fun studies on it. I don't remember the names of any of them right now. It's been a long time since I've been in that site class, but, <laughs> um, it is actually really common to be more attracted to someone who's like an older sibling, someone, a sibling in general, or someone that you're very close to, but may not be the preferred gender or what have you. Yeah, that's really funny because both of my my older siblings are not what you call, uh, I guess you would call them gender nonconforming or gender diverse, and that is really what I am attracted to. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's like that is yeah, because you grew up with it and it's comfortable. It's very comfortable for me. Yeah. It's secure, it's uh, secure ground. <laughs> so, so, Rachel, Rachel. <laughs> gets to see her dad again. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Professor Duncan, yes. because Lust keeps us professional. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a total freaking meltdown in my head. <laughs> um, I don't, my voice doesn't do a very good, because my voice is just too high. I can't do a very good Rachel uh, voice, but I get her facial expressions down. You'll have to do you have to do a video oh. for this. <laughs> I should do a, I should do my video of all my clone expressions because um, I have similar. I don't. I'm not saying I look like Tatiana Maslany, but I have similarish features mm-hmm. to her in the way that I can hold my mouth, similar to the way Cosima does when she does certain things, and uh, I can do my makeup just like Beth and ha- cause I have the same kind of shaped eyes and everything. And so I can do facial expressions of the clones, but I can't do voices cause this is pretty much the only voice I've got. I'm really <laughs> oh my God. I just had this idea. We should, we should have a Google live, uh, Halloween party cosplay of all of us dressed as one of the clones. I, I, I could do Allison really well. I have the outfit. <laughs> Nutty, Nutty does a really good Allison too. Oh, though. she does. She probably would be better at it, huh? She does a really good one, but you could totally do it too. Um, if I could find the dreads, I could totally do Cosima. Although we learned that Nutty does a really good all of the clothes. She does all of them really good. She's put she's posted some great pictures. She does, yeah. Yeah. But that would be fun. We'll have to something to do on the hiatus. Yeah, sounds like fun. Oh, and speaking of hiatus, um, I will be doing the comic books. Mm-hmm. I will get in touch with all the people who said they want to be a part of it, and we will figure out uh, when and how we're going to do the format. Alrighty. Um, so, what do you think about Rachel's over-professionalism and coldness with uh, Duncan? Well, I think that we finally see the part of Rachel that we didn't know existed, that inner turmoil uh, dialogue that goes on inside of her, with the real her, and not what she portrays to everyone. And it was, that was refreshing. And uh, I think she is so emotionally charged about Duncan that she got even colder. And that was really quite telling. Why is it that she cares about the fact that she can't have children? Yeah, I don't know. Does it go back to that thing where there is some kind of, some drive in all of them to have children? I mean, I understand her complete anger that, that, you know, her life was decided for her by this man. And, you know, I'd be pretty pissed too, but yeah, you're right. I'm just not quite sure. I mean, just, you know, does she want children? She just doesn't seem like the type who would. I mean, she just seems so cold. But, um, or is it just that she just doesn't want anything to be denied her? Or could I, 
I think it's a little bit of both. Um, just because she's, we see her as cold doesn't necessarily mean that she wouldn't be a good parent. Um, so I think that, uh, that's something we really need to consider and, um, work with her on. Well, the other thing is, is that a decision was made about her future and her body without her permission. And we just, you know, we, we saw that with Cosima and Delphine in the last episode. And anytime that happens, someone decides for you something uh, like that that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. And I, I would be, even if I didn't want kids, I would be so pissed. I would be, because that is, that's a violation of your rights and your body. It it absolutely is. And I feel like there is, I don't know, I feel like there's at least some indication that Rachel could want kids. She says to Sarah at the end of season one, like, oh, you know, something along the lines of, you're so blessed to have a child, motherhood is wonderful. I, don't, I mean, I feel like there is, could be some, I don't know, I feel like maybe somewhere in there Rachel could want kids, or maybe just doesn't like the fact that it's not an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I can go with that. She doesn't like the fact that it's not an option. The fact that she really wants them, I just um, just can't, can't get to yet from what we've seen of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever reason, it caused her to go ballistic in her head. Yeah, that's for sure. she sure did. Yeah. yeah. And, and I... I <laughs> I have gone ballistic like that in my head recently. Um, and I, and I understand that that scene was really, uh, scene was really hard for me to watch. Um, but I totally understood it. And, uh, yeah, but I think they did a really good job with that. Uh, the juxtaposition of her freak out with the calmness. Oh, it would be irresponsible for your science experiment to reproduce. And that's not acceptable. Um, I yeah, that whole that whole bit was really good. So before we get to who's next, Allison and Donnie, I believe so. Yeah, um, let's do that so we can save uh, really save cause for the end. Yeah. So before we get to that, how does she know that Leaky's dead? Because as we find out, uh, Donnie has Leaky with him. <laughs> so how does she know he died of a heart attack on a plane? And where in the heck is Paul? Paul is a ghost. Mm-hmm. That was Tony's message or Tony's uh, watcher's message to Sarah. Mm-hmm. Was, um, I'm like, Paul, I'm a ghost. So Paul has ghosted for now. Um, and I don't know where he ghosted to. Probably back to, wait, no, he is in the initiative. Damn. Yeah. Is there a different initiative? Is there two initiatives? Initiative, initiatives? Uh, initiative? Initiative is, is? I think there might be. Well, I think. We know Paul was involved in the military, right? And Sammy yes. was too. So. Yes. So, is Paul a slayerette? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he is bagel-like. He is a bit. He is a bit bagel. <laughs> Um, and I, I, I would refer him to like season seven Slayer Reds. Yeah. Don't you think? Like almost, yeah, almost like a potential. Yeah, like a potential. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he'd make a horrible potential. I, well, most of them <laughs> did, didn't they? <laughs> Although, Tony, I think, would be a great potential. He would. He would. Um, ooh, so would Fee. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, now totally distracted. Um, Back to this show. <laughs> sorry, Buffy often takes my mind away. <laughs> Uh, um, none of us can relate to that problem. <laughs> no. Um, it was Paul and oh, Leaky. Well, she has to say Leaky's dead because he's disappeared. So she has to say something. And so since she is expecting him to never, ever, ever, ever get back together again, um, <laughs> then he would be dead. Yeah, and like I think I th- I think just saying dead is the easiest answer. And like you said, was it you or was it Katrin who or maybe Janice even said maybe somebody had been following Leaky and saw Donnie kill him? Maybe. I think that I think that could have been me. Okay. That was twenty four hours ago. I'm not possible. I know. I know. <laughs> Here, let me go back and check the recording. Oh no we can't do oh, that. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> just just teasing you, honey. <laughs> Well, it, it, she, maybe she Everybody doesn't really. Does. I mean, she may not. She may not know whether he's truly dead or not. But he was supposed to disappear, and she's got to say something mm-hmm. to, to everyone. So the easiest thing to say is that he's dead. True, because she, she told him. Right. She, she told, told him to get the heck out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're probably overthinking it a little bit. You know what? I think you're right, Janice. I think she told him to disappear, and so she's telling everybody already that he's dead. You're right. I think you're absolutely right. Good one. But it's Orphan Black. We have to overthink it. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't overthink it, you miss things. Right. Like, it's actually, it's not Beth on that platform. Right. It isn't Beth. <laughs> Patron, Patron knows, oh, and I believe her. Beth. Speaking of yes. Beth, can we talk about it? Beth stuff in this episode. Yes, yes. It makes me happy. So, okay, I think that this episode, when I watched it originally, I kind of had like three very distinct phases of excitement. First, there was like the "Oh my God, Tony!" excitement. Then there was the "Wow, Casima and Delphine are really cute in this episode. Let's pretend that last scene didn't happen." Uh, and <laughs> then there was the well, this tells us kind of a lot about Beth because, okay, my thing has always been it's very likely that Beth knew about Sarah. It just seems kind of unrealistic that she wouldn't, given that Sarah has a criminal record in Canada and therefore, you know, would have been easy to find. So I firmly believe that Beth knew about Sarah. But prior to this episode, people would argue, well, if she'd known about Sarah, she probably would have told Allison and Kasima, right? But I feel like the fact that she didn't tell them about Tony, it says a lot about her character, and it intrigues me. I feel like yes. the fact that Beth had Beth had secrets that she never told the other clones, and that, you know, even stuff about about Paul and about Tony and who knows what else like there's a lot Beth knew a lot more than we knew she did and I feel like that just kind of maybe knows she knows knows. but um (laughs) which just kind of 
helps my theory that maybe that wasn't Beth on that platform and she just you know knew Sarah would be there and had someone else jump that's still kind of twisted but eh well the I uh, like the theory of the other person was sick they had the consumption yes the, the clone yes, sumption I... clone sumption <laughs> sorry <laughs> so excited yes. that I just thought of that <laughs> Well, I am fairly confident that Beth basically just, like, was in contact with other clones and found one who was near death from the clone disease and basically said, I need to disappear and I need to do it where in front of Sarah Manning because I know that she will take kind of take my place and be the leader that the others need. But for now, take my purse and jump. So, so following that that theory, which I think is a very sound one, um, does anybody think that maybe, perhaps, maybe the reason people are able to find these clones and all these things happen is that Beth is actually orchestrating in the background? So you think you think Beth is like higher than Rachel and is like a puppet master? No, a puppet master, but not for anything to do with Dyad or the initiative on her own agenda about her sisters and her and her cloneness. She is, she is, she is, she is the top slayerette. I don't know what else to say. Fighting evil wherever she can. (laughs) I could totally totally see it that way, yeah. There are, like, fan theories that Beth is, like, kind of watching from afar, particularly Mm -hmm. over Allison, because um, a lot of fans um, are rather invested in, the whatever kind of relationship Beth and Allison may have had. Uh, and there's like fan theories that Beth sent Sarah Stubbs to be there for Allison and be a friend to her, which I really like because I just, I like Sarah Stubbs and I think that's a cute theory. That is she could be like really the, cute. She could be like the ultimate watcher. Mm-hmm. She could. Yeah. I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. And I also think that maybe um, Beth didn't tell Allison and Cosima about Tony because, A, he hung up because she was a cop. Um, and mm-hmm. also, until she knew exactly how to explain Tony to Allison. Because <laughs> while I don't think Allison would, like, hate him or be against him, I think it would be one of those conversations where you have to, like, sit her down and be like, okay, not everything is in Scarborough. Yeah. (laughs) And you can be friends, like, until Felix came into her life. And she accepted Felix, no problem. There was never any, ew, gay guy or anything like that. But she was in college, you know. (laughs) Right. She did go to college. Um. So, I think that Allison was freaked out enough she had clones. I think the boy one would have, you know, not been well for Allison's um, emotional stability. Would have maybe freaked her out a yeah. bit too much. I think you're right. I don't think Allison was ready for ready for Tony. I don't think, I'm not sure any of them are really ready for Tony. They are now, maybe. But um, there was just way too much going on. I think for them to deal just to deal with what they were dealing with. Hmm. Yeah. I think that that would be a a lot for, for our little Allison. I really, really want at some point to see Tony and Cosima interacting 
I feel like that would just be a wonderful thing. Oh my god. Oh. That has to happen now. Mm-hmm. Why do you make things that need to happen? Because <laughs> it's, it's fun for me to make other people want the things that I want. <laughs> <laughs> You're a horrible person and I'm glad we're friends. <laughs> but yes, this episode always leaves me with a lot of questions about Beth. And I already had a lot of questions about Beth, so... Really, Which this episode kind of stresses me. me out. Yes, you're welcome. <sighs> and I'm hinting at it with my husband as he watches. Like, anytime Beth is referenced, I'm like, just pay attention to that. Pay attention. He's like, what what, what theory now? And I'm like, I, uh, I can't tell you yet. <laughs> More stuff has to happen. <laughs> so. And then the episode ended and everything was happy. Yeah. Everybody was fine. So Allison whispers in Donnie's ear because they're having true confessions. And didn't you ever love me? Did you ever love me? He was leaving because he's in the middle of the night. Yeah, because he didn't want to tell her, you know, killed somebody. (laughs) But then it turns out she's killed somebody, too. Yay. Yay. Wait. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure this Uh, is a good bonding moment. Yes. I, I am not condoning murder. No, not as a family activity, no. But I, <laughs> or as really any activity, Lynette. <laughs> but, I, but I do like Donnie now because now I know he's not just a douchebag. He's just a dummy. And he loves his family and he loves her. And he really didn't do does, anything yeah. out of spite to, for, towards her. So he's okay now. Yeah, yeah I really like how they, they – in the – Last episode in this episode, they really show how much those two very much love each other. Um, and it's a real love. It's not a, well, he gives me a stable life and can yeah, was, make it so I can adopt children. And he's not like, well, I have to follow her around because I'm getting paid to. Right. Uh, they actually really, really love each other. And I really, really like that. Um, and I love how she whispers, I killed her in his ear. And he just. He just blurts out. I killed Dr. Lee! <laughs> I know, I love it. I have to confess something about it. Ainsley's accident. Please don't think I'm horrible. I killed Dr. Leakey. And it's, but uh, one drawback, as Janice mentioned, uh, we had to be, you know, subjected to Donnie in his tidy whities again. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's just never good. Oh, it's just not, you know, I want to put on my sunglasses when that happens. I just like, no, <laughs> please don't do that. I mean, I guess on the bright side, at least he's wearing tidy whities Oh, yes. yes, Thank God. (laughs) Lord knows, because this show could go HBO at any minute. (laughs) No. No. And as you mentioned last time, too, I love this show because it's so real. I mean, mean, they could have picked some really, like, you know, hot, hot, hot guy or out of a movie thing. 
you know, to be Donnie and like, you know, parade him around in his underwear. But no, we get a real life husband, Donnie, who looks. We get a real life husband, Donnie. <laughs> he looks really icky in his, in his underwear. <laughs> and it's pretty. Although uh, it's become kind of like a thing. Christian Brune, who plays him, has taken to dropping his pants at, at cons <laughs> and stuff. He spends a I lot of time in, in his underwear at cons. Awesome. I think it's great. And now I have to go find him when he comes to one of the cons. Can we can we get Paul to do that? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, we can get me. Yeah, that would be okay. Devlin Brochu. Let's yeah, let's get jo- yeah. Jordan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we can make them all do it. We could. Could you guys just all turn around and pull down your pants? Yeah. We've all become fans of your butt. Yeah, we like your butt. <laughs> Hashtag butts. Clone butts. Clone butts. Clone butts. Clone butts. Hashtag clone butts. <laughs> <laughs> we are so loopy. Uh, we are. Just a little bit. <laughs> so far. <laughs> oh, I'm in that weird you know, and I to feel better from my cold, but I'm not all the way better, so I'm just tired. I can't go on Twitter and do that because it's my it's my podcast account and Nobody's going to understand that, and they're just going to go, what? <laughs> um, but I have to tell everybody, you have to watch Orphan Black. Yes, you have to watch Orphan Black, and then you will understand hashtag clone yes. butts. So, I just tweeted it. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to retweet you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Who's next? Uh, well, we can talk about Kira and um, Ethan. Yes, that was that was something, huh? Yes, um, those two are peas in a pod, thick as thieves. I'm yeah, not I like that. Thick as, thick as thieves. Yeah, yeah. I'm not anybody's pawn here. This book because it's got everything in it. Here's all the answers. When someone realizes that they should ask you what the answers are, you'll have them. You know, and you know when she sees the when she sees all of that coding and everything, she just got the big smile on her face. Like she knows what that is. You know. Yes. So I, I love that kid. She is a bright, bright kid. She really is. She knows what's happening. And I like the way um, you know. Sarah comes in and she sees that Ethan's reading The Island of Dr. Moreau to uh, Kira. And she says, you know, do you think that's appropriate? And Kira just gives her almost this, you know, teenage reaction like, oh, mom, you know, <laughs> how could you be so uncool? I know. It's that, it was, it was such a good reaction, too. Kira, the young lady who's... Um, who plays Kira is really growing into such a wonderful, um, a wonderful actress. And I just, I love it. Yeah. She's great. She's so cute too. Like yeah. she's just really adorable. She really <laughs> Every is. Time she's on screen. I'm just like, that is a really adorable child. She is. And she does really good. Um, since this is an audio podcast, I can't, express the face to you guys but she does really good 
faces. Yeah. <laughs> she really does. She really, really does. Um, so Kira really does seem to know um so much. She really seems to understand more than someone her her age would. Um, do we think that that's because she has super clone genes or just because she's the product of someone who is as, as insightful as Sarah and uh, Cal? Both. Or is I it all of no the above? idea. I think it's both. Okay. I, because... I honestly, I try to figure out what makes Kira so special and I, I do not know what it is. And I, like, this show is a thing that I am, like, not able to make predictions ever. So I just try to avoid, like, guessing things because I'm always wrong. I like that I'm always wrong when I guess things for this show because for a lot of shows for a long time, I was right mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And that, like, becomes boring after a while. Yeah, it's I so guess- really... I'm really glad that I can't guess what's happening. I, I guess my thing for this show, it's less that my predictions are wrong. It's just that I usually, like, I can't even come up with any. Like, I don't know where they could possibly go from here, but I know it will be good. Is how I, I mean, usually end up feeling. Yeah, That's a really good way to think yeah, about it. Yeah, you're really right. It's This is show is really not, it doesn't do what other shows do and you're like you know what's coming next you know this goes this way this goes this way and this is the way this is going to play out you know just to fall back on all those uh easy you know storylines i love it like you don't know what's coming next do you no and i love being proven wrong because it's fun because you learn a lot so it's, it's yeah yeah it's cool and you're surprised yeah and I, I, I've just about given up on TV because it is so predictable anymore. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, you know, nice costumes, but I know where this is going. So this show is yeah. really a lot of fun for me. It's a lot of fun for everybody. <laughs> I was going to go into my lecture about how you should be watching this show, but if you're listening to this podcast, you are. Probably, yeah. And, I mean, it would make sense. You know what, but you forgot to say, go ahead, we'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> So, <sighs> Kofine. Oh. oh. Okay, let's just do Kasima in general because we had some really fun stuff um, happen with uh, Scott. So yeah. we already had um, Scott uh, figure out, we had Scott playing the game. And that was exciting. And then she came in and um, and she kicked all their asses in the game. Blew them away. And like you said, they all fell in love with her about that minute when she... <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we had the really awesome thing where... Um, he realizes she's a clone. He realizes she's the clone and she tells him, I am the clone and he gets excited to meet the clone and then sad because she's dying and then confused. Yeah. And, um, it was all just so beautiful and he did it like so well. Um, it was just, God, I loved it. I was wondering if, yeah, it was, that was someone they had plans to keep, you know, to have a big role in the second season or, or, 
from the beginning or they just added him from his scenes and when you know if they thought his scenes in the first season were so good yeah because he was kind of this you know nothing in the first episode and now he's you know really you know you know um what is it you know challenged Delphine when she didn't want Cosima to know where the stem cells were coming from and um you know he plays you know plays fantasy games and you know then when he you know steps up when he figures out she's the clone right he's just he's just you know become a good a good character yeah he's part of the gun club no for sure definitely a useful member yes a very useful member I'm hoping that but with Cosima and the ending, he and Delphine put their heads together and come up with a hero, you know? Yes. That is my hope. It's he's, really he's, hope. He is a pretty smart cookie. I mean... He is very smart, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cosima was adorable when she met Ethan. Yeah, that was really yeah, cute, wasn't was. it? Yeah, because as she says, you know, it's not every day that you get to meet your Ethan. Yeah, your Ethan. <laughs> and it was just, it was so beautiful. I just really, really loved it. Yeah, I always find her reaction to meeting Ethan to be interesting. Like, I feel like, I don't know, in that situation, I might not be quite as happy to see this guy. Just because... I don't, like, I know he created them, but he also kind of made their lives terrible, so. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I would have the same reaction Cosima does, and I'm always, I'm always kind of surprised just how glad she is to meet him. Well, Cosima's an odd one, because, because she looks at everything pretty scientifically, and even that exchange between her and Delphine, where she says, you know, I love you. She's really, I don't know, she just has a strange attitude about things. It's like, I don't know, I, I can't explain it. It's like, you know, when she's saying, she's saying, you know, don't you betray us again. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but she has to protect her sisters. And I think that um, it shows that Delphine is more um, more about her sisters. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that, that Cosima has this real excited scientific delving into and figuring out attitude, even though at the same time, she's probably pretty angry at this guy, but she's excited enough about having the source of all this information in front of her that that kind of overrides it. I'm sure she's not happy with this fellow. I know she mm-hmm. isn't, you know, because she's dying, right. you know, right. and, and she can't have children. So, but she's still excited enough about the scientific aspect of knowing that he has this information she can, she can go get, you know. So that's, yeah. that's why. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're breaking up, Lena. Okay. Yeah. Am I okay now? That's a little bit better, but you you got really jumbly. Okay. Hopefully, it's not that important. <laughs> um. So yeah, and then we see Kasima get have a little coughing fit. When she's with, um, when she's playing the games, when she's playing the game with the guys, and then uh, she has a really bad 
really bad coughing fit. And she goes down and she starts to seize. And that is just terrifying. Yeah. When it first starts, you could see on the look on Delphi's face was like, oh, this, it was concerning for her, but it was, there was no panic in it. It was just, oh, concern. And then she sees her go into a seizure and it's just all out panic. For yeah. Her. Oh, God. When, during that scene when Delphine is just like desperately shouting just her name. Clinging to her, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It hurts me. I know. It does hurt. It hurts a lot. It does. It hurts really bad. It's a serious seizure. It's a it's a life threatening seizure. It's one of the. It, it is. This is a seizure that could kill her, or at least leave her brain dead. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. It is really really severe and long, and too long, way too long. It's really scary. Yeah. After the cat and my internet went out, but I didn't actually get to finish cleaning up after the cat, so give me a moment, sorry. Okay, it's okay. That's all right. I'm just going to read. It's sibling day, and I was going to sit and list all of my non-genetic siblings, but I think I would be at it for a long time. <laughs> That's a lot. I have a lot of people. Looks like they broke 5K or 50K to support the LGBT homeless. Yay! Yay! Quality house. Yay! That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's great. Good news. Okay. Hello. Hello. We're I'm sorry, sorry about that. We're sorry Kitty got sick. Oh, it's her fault. She likes to eat the dog food. Well, you know, oh, well, yeah. that's the thing about cats, though, and dogs, too. Yeah. If the food is out, they eat it. it. You know, it doesn't matter if they're full. They'll just keep eating, so... My cat, yeah. so, my cat is huge now because she, he always eats the dog food, and we've had yeah. to put the dog food up. She does this all the time, and I hate it when she does it when I'm the only one home because I have to clean it up, and I am not good with with that, cat vomit. Well, any or any vomit. vomit. Yeah, any vomit. Yeah, vomit's gross. I was a nurse, but vomit, no, I don't care for that. I don't know. Everything else I don't have a problem with. Well, that's good. It's just that right. gag thing starts. I, oh, oh, I'm gone. <laughs> oh, I have a horrible gag result. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All right. So I'll probably cut that, you know, vomit part out. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think. <laughs> so where are we? Um, where are we, Liz? We were talking about Cosima. Oh, yeah. And her seizure. Her death inducing seizure it could be very bad it could be very very bad and it's very frightening for me I just I whenever I watch that scene I become irritated by Delphine who is a doctor deciding to lay Cosima down on her back like come on no everybody knows you don't do that <laughs> right you're right. right. You're right. It, it is like really an, either a really big error or she's really big, really panicking out because you get them on their side. You know, that's the what's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so, do they get points off for that one, Katrin? Um, I don't. I don't think the episode loses points for that. I just, be, I just kind of question the logic. Like, I know it's a dramatic choice they want. 
Sima on her back and Delphine holding her, and I assume it's like a director's choice, but I, I just, I look at it and I'm like, that's a bad idea. It's a big no-no. Yeah, it's it's really not, not good to do that, especially when you don't know exactly the type of seizure she's ever had. Like, it's just not safe. Yeah, because yeah, you don't know if there's esophageal involvement, whether they're going to cut off their ability to breathe, if you have them on their back, you know. And yes, it's a myth. You don't ever you don't swallow your tongue, <laughs> but you can no, block you your epiglottis. So, so please don't grab people's tongues when they're having a seizure. Please don't do that. <laughs> no, that would that would not be good. Um, <laughs> it could be painful, and <laughs> it would be painful. It would not be good. Yeah. So I'm gonna watch this after we get off there. I'm gonna watch the next episode just to because I need to know that she's okay. <laughs> I was gonna do it last night, but I couldn't. So I'm really proud of you for waiting. I know it was really hard, but I said, "Ah, I'll go to sleep. It'll be fine." Because <laughs> will be there in the morning. <laughs> Did we miss anything? I do not have what the title means, but we all know it's from Francis Bacon. So. Sorry. <laughs> I'm never sure what the title really means anyway when I read the explanation. <laughs> yeah, no one does. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I am just glad that the show doesn't try to, like, work the titles of the episodes into the dialogue. Oh, yeah. Because with the titles they choose, that would be a poor choice. <laughs> it would be a very poor choice. It really would be funny maybe but you know not good <laughs> not realistic <laughs> no yeah 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 we, we speak like that these days yeah who talks that way <laughs> well they're canadians <laughs> <laughs> oh poor canadians i'm glad nettie's not here <laughs> yeah well, yes. she's american she's american she is that's right i, I keep forgetting but yeah, she's pretty close to Canadian now. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of that, is it Robin Burge from Can- or is that Illyrio from Illyrio uh, from Potential Cast? We're gonna have Robin I on think next Robin's week. From, I think Robin's from from Canada also. Hmm. Am I wrong? I I, I can't, can't remember. I, I don't, don't know. Think so, but I'm not positive. He's going to be on on our final episode, you guys, episode 10, uh, Robin Burge from Potential Cast. Yay! Yes, and he is very excited. And you know what? There you are getting close to being done, and not, nobody thought that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's been a long haul for them, so that's exciting. That is very exciting. Yeah, if you guys have not, if nobody's ever watched Buffy, uh, you can catch, it is Potential Cast, Intro Cast. And it is awesome. They have a lot of fun. And they also have a spoiler group. And I am here promoting Potential Cast today. <laughs> potential Potential Cast is good. Yeah, there's no monetary exchange happening. I just like the I just like the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I should talk about all the ones I like someday. <laughs> yes. That's something for us to do on hiatus. We should do that. We should do some bumpers and stuff for them. We should we should just get on and talk about other shit we like. Yeah, let's just 
We <laughs> Clown Dance Party talks about shit they like. We'll name it that. <laughs> yeah, cool too. I mean, McKinley Cast sort of did that, where we released, we were supposed to record, and someone forgot, and so we just sort of talked for like two hours and then released it as an episode. Oh, that's pretty so, cool. Yeah, McKinley cool. Cast is not super great at like actually releasing episodes, though, so. <laughs> Well, because it takes forever for all, like, what, 12 of them? Well, there there are only five of us. We're just, we're quite busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, you know, with that show, it's okay to take that long because, you know, that way yeah. it lasts longer, you know? True. Yeah. All right, did we cover everything, ladies and, and yes, people? Yes, I think so. Excuse Thanks me, take the back. Did we cover that, everyone? There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, see, we're working on it. Uh, I think we did. So let's start off with favorite scene. All right. Catron. Okay, my favorite scene was, um, shockingly, the one where Kasima and Delphine are getting baked. I really love that scene, as anyone who really follows me scene. on Tumblr will know. Yeah. Because uh, my URL is funnier than Polonium, which came from that scene. So. Oh, Yes, your URL is funnier than Polonium. Mm-hmm. Now that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, Lynette? My favorite scene has to be Allison and Donnie, and that is when she opens up the trunk, and we're getting that view from the, the uh, plastic wrap with the blood on it, and them talking about the liner of the trunk and how she has to make a new one and the gun and all that. I love that scene. You used my gun? <laughs> Pretty good one. All right, Janice? Um, well, since that one's taken, I'll do the one that happens just before that scene where um, Allison whispers in Donnie's ear that she's killed, you know, what she did when Ainsley, or didn't do when Ainsley died. And Donnie just blurts out, I killed Dr. Abiki. <laughs> That is such a good scene. Janice, did I steal your scene? No, that's fine. It's fine. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> we all always steal each other's scenes. That's just how this goes. Liz? Okay, Liz, what's your favorite scene? Uh, um, I'm going to go with Tony and Felix. I really, really liked that. And I really like seeing um, Tony be flirty because I, I really feel like that's how... Sarah would be flirty. Uh, like, before we met her, she would be, like, that kind of angry, I'm going to insult you while I hit on you flirt. Uh, kind of like Tony, and so that made me happy. So I really like the Tony, uh, the felony scenes. <laughs> um, Katrin, what is your favorite quote? Um, just one. I'm a few, no family, too. Who am I? Pretty gay by the look of this place. <laughs> <sighs> uh, that was, that, that was uh, good. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, Lynette. Um, I'm going to go with, and don't call me Fifi. Short, simple, and to the exact point. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, Janet. Okay, this is, um, Felix is on the phone with Sarah, and he's telling her about Tony. And she says, a boy clone? 
from a whole new batch then? And Felix says, no, no, it's definitely your batch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this isn't my uh, favorite quote that I was going to go with, but I really like how uh, right after that, um, he she he says got some of your personality traits. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, I am going to go with uh, Delphine and Casima. When Casima, when Delphine's like Casima, it's your life, and Casima says it's not just that; it's all of us. You have to love all of us. And Delphine's like, well, then I love all of you. And Cosima goes, good, because if you betray us again, I have enough dirt on you to to destroy your career. Long pause. And I love you, too. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. So cute. Just for the begrudgingly, I love you, too. (laughs) Did anybody have any backups? Uh, I had that one you just said as my backup. All right. (laughs) Any others? Uh... I am helium, and I am way funnier than polonium. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love that. That is a really good one. I also like uh, Tony when he meets Sarah. Look at us. We're hot. hot. Damn, girl. (laughs) Damn, girl. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I also really like the there's only one Tony, and you're not me, sucker. Yeah, you're not me, sucker. Yeah. Tony did have some really good lines, didn't he? Yeah, Tony got Tony got all the Sarah lines. <laughs> uh, and I also liked Tony when he meets Art. Who the hell are you? You're Tony? No, I'm Harry friggin' Potter. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Liz, are you at all familiar with uh, Star Kid Productions? Yes. Yeah? So did it make you think of the song? Because it made me think of the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a Harry Potter fan and you've not ever seen Star Kid Productions... Go do that. We'll wait. (laughs) They have a song called Harry Freakin' Potter, and that Tony line always just makes me want to sing it. I'll have to go look at that. Is that YouTube? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is glorious, glorious stuff. So what is it called again? Uh, It's done by Star Kid Productions. Their Harry Potter stuff is called A Very Potter Musical, A Very Potter Sequel, and A Very Potter Senior Year. (laughs) Okay. Um. Oh, sorry. I'm just distracted by Star Kid now. I met them. I met Star Kid. It was awesome. I am so jealous. Um. Okay. So, clone and non-clone. Katrin. Okay. I have ties for my favorite clone. I have a tie between Kasima, Tony, and um Beth because. <laughs> I realized she wasn't in this episode, but it made me think about her a lot. And she's just very important to me. So, Beth. And for favorite. Beth is in all the episodes. (laughs) Yes, she's. Beth is actually all of them. Mm -hmm. But um, for favorite non clone, I had another tie between Felix and Delphine. Yeah. They were really good this time. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Lynette. Okay, I just want to mention that you mentioned this yesterday, that he's not my favorite non-clone, but um, didn't Art look really nice? He's starting to look a lot better. Yes, Art looked very good. Nice hat. But anyway, he's not my favorite non-clone. It's Fee, of course, uh, because it's Fee. (laughs) 
And my favorite clone, I think it's going to be Allison. Yeah, it was a good Allison. It's a good Allison this this time. All right. Uh, Janice. Okay, my favorite clone is Allison. And um I'm going to I I'm going to pick Scott as my favorite non-clone. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, just for choice. that scene at the, nice. just yeah. for that scene at the end where where Cosima tells him she's she's the clone and and he just, you know, goes his face goes through a whole lot of emotions and then he finally says it's an honor to be working with you. Yeah, so that's great. You're right. That was awesome. Um, okay. So I love everybody. Can I pick everybody? <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite clone is Tony because I like new clones. <laughs> um, like me. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I normally hate any new non-clone. <laughs> Um, though no one will live up to the hate that is D'Angelo. Oh, I thought of you a few weeks ago. I was watching Lost Girl, and there was an episode that had the woman who plays Ainsley and the one who plays uh, Angie. And I'm like, wow, Liz would hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you thought of me. <laughs> In the realm of hate. <laughs> All right. So, and then my favorite non-clone is Mrs. S, because she is a little secret badass. Yay. She is bad. She really is. Yeah, she's a good choice. Um, all right, so, Katrin, what is your rating? Uh, I give this episode 10 out of 10 sister kissers. Nice, nice. I like it, I like it. Um, what I... And I'm going to give it 10 out of 10, full of brotherly loves. Very nice. Uh, Janice? Okay, I'm going to give this 8.5 out of 10, cleaning products used all over the laundry room. (laughs) Um, Because I, I just didn't like Tony that much. I know. He's a new clone. New clone. Um, all right, so I am going to give it 9.5 stoned coffeins. <laughs> um, all right, so that is it for this episode. We will be back for two more episodes. Do you want feedback? Feedback, yes. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, so here we go. Hi, guys. Great episode. Yowza. Okay, so I was kind of spoiled on Tony, thanks to Tumblr. I saw it when not on X-Kit. Oops, I didn't know how it would play into things. I thought it was Sarah in disguise or something, but nope, it's not. I think this was a really good episode, but a lot was happening, so it's easy to get lost. Some notes below. Allison, I love how she is ready to start again with Donnie, and then how she freaks out about Donnie drinking. Ah, Donnie breaking down with Allison and her losing it over him, almost leaving, and everyone hates my mother. Allison loves telling people she killed Ainsley. I really like this whole midnight confession with Allison and Donnie. Allison is so great. This is not at all well-wrapped. She's going to make a new liner for the car. She's awesome. Also, her freaking out about the gun. Tony, what? 
I have so many questions about this. The different sexuality in the clones was one thing, but to think that one is trans, what does that mean? I mean, I always thought of trans as a nature thing. You are born what you are born, but why is this so far the only clone born this way? Is it another mutation or a development that each clone is different from the get-go? Does it mean what makes a person trans something that happens in the womb? The mullet is just ew to me because it looks like it needs cleaning. Tony looks like he needs a bath, most likely smells as bad as Helena. Also, I envy Felix's eyeliner game. Ew, 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 Felix and Tony kissing. That's going to give him nightmares. Okay, so his friend, was that his monitor? That guy was in the military. Hmm, connections between a few monitors and the military. Tony gets a Chekhov's phone, which means we will see him again. Cosima, it's hard on her, but good for her for locking Delphine out. D&D meets Warhammer, sorta. First off, Scott is the most extroverted nerd ever. He has a whole gaming group set up in under a week. Nice move. Then look, the guys give Cosima, oh, sorry. The look the guys give Cosima when she first comes in is the look I have gotten from many a new gamer circles. But I love how she already knew the rules and pawned because she is my kind of girl. Oh, Cosima forgave Delphine too fast, in my opinion. Okay, she says she loves her, but then she tells her she will ruin her career. That's my girl, Cosima. Ah, Scott learns Cosima is the clone. He is so cute. He looks happy, then crushed, then confused on how to act because he knows that she's sick. Of course, he would have noticed as soon as she collapsed. Sarah. Ethan sees something special in Kira like everyone else. Kira asks about Helena, which is awesome. Ethan reading Kira, the Island of Dr. Moreau. How cliche. Love it. Look at that book filled with all of Ethan's notes. So much of the book is covered that you know he was reading her the story earlier by heart and the letters underlined. There's a code or a cipher in there, too. Rachel. Duncan seems more put together this episode. I love that Rachel doesn't know what happened to Leaky. That's going to drive her nuts and be fun to use in the future. I knew it. Baron by design. I love how Rachel freaks out in her head, but is cool in life. This is so cool. I like seeing this insight into Rachel. Also, found this article about identical twins and fingerprints. This is just a flaw in science from season one, or perhaps they can explain it away as they are similar enough to trip a computer, but on closer analysis, they will note, note, notice they are different. That's from Nettie. Thanks, Nettie. And then from Harold, we have, to me, this will always be the episode where Tony is introduced. My initial reaction that was that it was a little gimmicky to put facial hair on Sarah, and voila, a new clone. But once the surprise was over, Tony grew on me as a character in his own right. I was later quite moved listening to the reaction of the trans community and their excitement over being represented on a TV show. So yay, Tony. That was very Whedon-esque to have an episode where Cosima proves for once and for all that she is the coolest clone by totally ruling over Scott's game and getting baked with Delphine, topping it off with that nice moment with Scott and then bringing in Ethan Duncan to work on a cure, only to have her keel over and die. Or did she? Boy, Donnie sure seems remorseful. 
I'm wondering if you have changed your opinion on him. However, he is still pretty dumb. No, sorry, dim. I love <laughs> Allison's reaction when she finds out he used her gun. So Sarah and Helena were the mistakes. This makes sense. They were experiments, and perhaps they shouldn't be able to reproduce. Do you think they were subtle enough in expressing expressing Rachel's displeasure in learning this? Uh, from Sheen Poole. Overall, it felt like a holding episode, but I do have a few points. I felt like Tony was only there to give Jordan Gervais an on-screen kiss to Tatiana, an excellent performance from Tatiana, but a nothing character. In the At the end, my thoughts were, don't you dare let Kasima die, you bastards. Had it once before with Tara from Buffy, and I don't want to see one of my favorite characters die. Cosima scenes with Delphine and helium balloons with the sweet, were the sweetest things I've seen on the show. Rachel's rage when she finds out the clones are sterile by design. I would not want to be on the bad side of her. So looking forward to guesting with you on episode 10 in a week. We are excited too, my Shane. Okay, I'm confused. Which, which one is Robin going to be on, 9 or 10? Robin's going to be on 10, but Shane is going to be our newbie since you're oh, only going right. to... Oh, sorry. Since, that's fine. Since I'm going to be doing something. Since you have to go be super activist. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's super activist, but I have to go hand out cards. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, Shane's going to be our newbie, mm-hmm. and he's being very good at not watching his episode. I'm so <laughs> proud of him. And, All congrats, right, so I... and congratulations, Shane, on being reelected. Yes, we are very proud of you. We are. We have we have actual politicians from other countries that follow us. We're <laughs> yeah, we are some fancy stuff. We're international. <gasps> Woohoo! All right, so thank you, clone dance partiers. Um, we're glad you stuck with us through this episode, <laughs> and we will see you again very shortly for season two, episode nine. Episode three is right around the corner. All right, everyone. Thanks, Adrian. I can't wait to get back on again. Bye. Bye.